Lord, help us to know that you are here with us today, Lord God. Lord, help us to know. Help us to fully know and realize that you are here with us, Lord God, today. Help us to fix our eyes upon you, Lord Jesus. You are the author and the perfect of our faith. We want to focus our eyes upon you today, Lord God. Whenever we come to you, Lord, in your presence, by claiming the blood and name of Jesus Christ, Father, we can boldly stand before you, Lord God, and worship you, Lord. There's no name, no other names Father has given to us except name of our Lord Jesus Christ that lead us into salvation. Because of the name, Father, we can worship you, Lord. Lord, help us to know your name today, Lord God. Help us know that you are here with us today, Lord God. Speak to us today, Lord Jesus. Receive our worship, Lord God. We come to you, Lord, in your presence, Father, to longing to be touched by Lord God. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us, O Father, with your presence, with your spirit, Lord Jesus. Help us to know, Father God, you are so near to us. In fact, you are in us, Lord God. Help us to know how much you love us, Lord God. Because we love, Lord Jesus, we can stand here today to worship you, Lord. Bless each one of us today, Lord, as we worship you, Lord Jesus. Let no one come and live with empty hands, but fill our hands, Father, with your Spirit. Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember, we've been studying the book of Acts. uh, As Jesus promised to his disciples, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait until I pour out the Spirit upon you, right? Remember that? And the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God came upon the disciples, and they could... Uh, they became the soldiers of Christ. And uh, all over the world, next week, uh, church will celebrate the Pentecost Sunday. And uh, last time, I think two weeks ago, that Dr. Park came to us and shared the message. And I invite him once again. This week and following week. Uh, and also, we'll have an announcement, but starting tomorrow morning to one, one whole week, we're going to have a special early morning prayer. We call it in Tikse. Uh, we, we've been doing that for like 15 years. I mean, every beginning of the year, that Easter Sun, East from like Passion Week, and sometimes in during the fall, we've been doing the Tikse. Uh, and uh, people were filling this place, and we've been praying really hard, right? And this, this is going to be our first EM uh, early morning prayer. And I, I can't really wait uh, until how God's going to. Uh, speak to us, and uh, so Dr. Park will serve us uh, as he's going to share the message with us, and we're going to pray together. Uh, I can't wait, and I want to invite everyone. I invite a few of the Korean uh, KM uh, members as well, because if you understand English, or if you want to join us in prayer. So we're going to have the prayer meeting at the Great Chapel, and please come. Six o'clock, it starts at six o'clock, so uh, you're not going to be late for the work. And, uh, yeah, and so I'd like to welcome uh, again uh, missionary Dr. Daniel Peck. He's going to park. He's going to speak to us today and next week. Let's welcome. Uh,
Thank you, Pastor. It's a privilege to be invited again. Um, it's always good to be invited after you speak. Um, Pastor came right after I spoke two weeks ago. I came down. He goes, oh, Dr. Peck, can you speak next two weeks? <laughs> I said, oh, yes, please. Uh, so it's good to be back. It's good to see you again. Um, I understand that uh, the King of Kings has invited you to spend some time with him uh, this week. Uh, he invited, but he's just a servant of the king. <laughs> The king has invited you to come, spend some time with him, early in the morning, 6 o'clock, before you do anything else, because he wants to bless you. And he, he, I guarantee he's not going to tell you, why are you like this? <laughs> why didn't you not obey me? Nothing like that. I believe that he's inviting all of us, because he wants to pour out amazing blessings that we need to live out the next seven years. Yeah, because God has something prepared and stored for us. He waited all this time so that we would gather together. And when we gather, I believe he's going to open the doors of heaven. And right here or right there is a different location. Uh, God will pour out his spirit on all of us, every single one of us. Uh, not excluding anybody. Not because what we did in the past, not because who we are, but because who He is. And so, I was invited to come as well. So I'm going to be there. (laughs) And I understand that uh, there'll be a speaker as well. Uh, He's an okay guy, but come to meet King Jesus. Uh, And He has a presence uh, for each one of us ready uh, to be delivered. And he's calling his angels down right now uh, to this location uh, because I believe his time has come. Amen? Amen. So what would you think? What do you think? I think I heard this is like the first time for EM to gather together for the entire week. And every time God does something new, it's very special. And not just five days of gathering. I believe that he wants to really pour out something very powerful to us. Um, and so, so we'll, we'll, uh, I think, I'm just imagining, what if, what if uh, more people than here are gathered together to meet Jesus first thing in the morning at his house? And his house is called House of... Is that right? House of Prayer? Not House of Talking? <laughs> Not House of Work? but house of prayer. And when we gather in his house, in prayer, let's imagine what he will do with us, through us, and for us. What do you think? So even before I speak, can we decide? Okay, next five days, (laughs) I'm going to set my alarm five o'clock in the morning and come here six o'clock, meet Jesus one-on-one and receive all the presence that he has for me and for us and for this church. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, I think five people decided. (laughs) That's good enough. Uh, By end of this uh, talk, maybe all of us, and perhaps we could even bring our friends, uh, even (laughs) non-Christians, because God wants to bless everybody. (laughs) Okay. Um, Today's message is very unusual because 
Um, I was here for the service before this, Korean service, and as he was, pastor was speaking, God gave me a message right here <laughs> in this chubo. Uh, so I'm going to speak on this. Uh, for the title, I, I was going, um, it's leadership, leaders pray, but I was contemplating uh, two or three different titles. Uh, the other one was uh, uh, Awakening the Giants Within Us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you like that one better? Okay, maybe we should change it. <laughs> uh, the other title was um, uh, Invitation from the King. Uh, and the uh, fourth title was uh, Our Time Has Come. It's our time now. Not others, but it's time for us to honor God on this earth. And when we honor God, and I'm just looking forward to what kind of supernatural things that He's going to pour out upon us, that it will surprise, I think, the entire earth. Um, so uh, choose one of those topics, <laughs> one of those titles, and it'll be ours. Um, let's see. Yes. Do you remember two weeks ago what I spoke about? Yes? Yeah, um, I wanted to speak about leadership and, uh, you know, I've been traveling around the world for the past 20 years uh, to find out what is leaders, what are leaders, who is a leader, and what do leaders do? And not only leaders, but what about godly leaders? Uh, and so I've been researching that and meeting a lot of different people, and I'm here as well, I'm meeting very, uh, various different people, trying to learn about Leadership, and uh, I shared some of the, some of those uh, with you last week. I want to summarize it for you. Number one, I found out that the world has problems. Yeah, you and I, we have problems, right? Yeah, my, you know, ask my kids. They think I have lots of problems, <laughs> especially these days. They're bugging me about my health problems. <laughs> um, so, we all have problems. The whole world, the nations have problems. Different kinds of problems. Every single person has problems. Uh, churches have problems. And even pastor, he, looked like, he looks like an angel, but I think he has some problems as well. <laughs> yeah. um, second thing I found out, yes, the world has problems because of sin. But leaders have solutions. Leaders have solutions throughout history, and the history is made by the leaders and the third thing I found out is the greatest problem and challenge in the world right now is a failure of responsibility. Is people not taking responsibility for the problems of the world and not only problems, but the opportunity that's in front of us. For example, tomorrow we have an opportunity to meet God face to face every morning. Uh, we don't want to take responsibility and that started with Adam and Eve from the very beginning of history. And it still is rampantly spreading all over the world. Um, and, and the enemy is causing us to blame other people for the, for the responsibilities of the world. But Christians, I found out, they take responsibility. Not only for my problems, my family's problems, not only church problems, but the entire world problem. Because we are called to disciple how many nations? Are you sure? Yeah, all nations. And this is a time in history that we can touch all nations. 
Never before was this possible in history of the world, but now it's possible. Airplanes are made for what? To travel. For who? For me. Yeah. To disciple nations. Yeah. Airplanes was created by men, but God gave them wisdom and understanding to create airplanes for me. For who? For me. For Daniel Pack. Yeah. You know, Asiana, Koreana, United, those are all my planes. You know, just tell them, it's the Daniel, I'm, I'm a friend of Daniel Pack, and uh, this is his plane, so I'm getting on. It's, it's our plane. They just put a name, United. But everything on, on earth is whose? God's. And you are? You are God's child. And everything that belongs to the Father belongs to who? <laughs> to the sons and daughters. It's mine. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't work there every day because I'm too busy uh, discipling nations. And so, you know, I, I go on the plane, thank them for all they're doing for me. Um, and just get on and give them a nice tip. You know, give them $1,000 uh, when you get on the plane. Because uh, they're working so hard for each and every one of us. Amen? And uh, if, you, if you don't have money, don't worry. The treasury department is printing lots of money for you. Uh, so that you can spend it. And we need to go claim it now. Amen? Uh, because if you don't claim it, if the church doesn't claim it, who's going to claim it? Yeah, the demonic forces. Our enemy will claim it to destroy us. So we need to go and claim that. Every dollar. <laughs> and they're printing it for us. And so that's what I, I want us to come and pray for. Not only bless me, but how do we bless the nations? We need God's wisdom and understanding. We need to understand the times that we're living in. Every industry, we need to understand and enter into it to bring kingdom of God into it. Every sphere, not only in church, but every sphere, every government we need to enter into. Every industry, every business sector, every educational sectors, we need to enter into it to bring the kingdom of God. And who will do that? Finance, who will use the finances for the kingdom? Anybody want to be richest man on or woman, or child in history of the world, I pray that God will give you that kind of vision next week. Yeah. Just like God gave to Solomon. And I believe that's what he wants to see. He wants his people to come to seek God so that he could pour out his vision, his mission, his passion upon us. And, 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 um, and so last week we talked about that, uh, two weeks ago. And the fourth thing is uh, all leaders take responsibility. All good leaders, they take responsibility. Any one of us can become a leader today when we start to take responsibility of something. That's when the leaders are born, I believe. Uh, today. Take responsibility. Something that other people are not taking responsibility, if something good, go grab it. It's mine. And then God will begin to really help us to solve that problem because this whole earth is God's. God wants to see solutions come to this earth. Every problem, human problem, he wants to see solutions, especially through his children. And the fifth thing that I think I ended with is all Godly leaders 
take responsibility and pray. Pray. And that's what I want to talk about today. Pray. And I'll go quickly. Sometimes I feel like uh, 1,000 years, like one day, one day, like 1,000 years. Uh, Uh, 1998, um, I was challenged to pray for America's revival. I never prayed for America. I was busy praying for my medical degree uh, to go to medical school and get the degree that I needed to get so that I could live a better life than my parents have because that's why they came to America from Korea, uh, immigrated here. And that's what. And one day I, I went to one of the... Um, uh, revival meetings, very small revival meeting, and I was challenged, pray for America, America's revival, and make America greater by revitalizing our faith again in Christ. And so I began to pray every single morning for America's revival. And uh, in 2008, um, it God showed me a vision. It was in Florida. I was attending one of the conferences, and one of my favorite speakers were speaking there. And so I was sitting in the middle of the um, auditorium and suddenly a vision. Thank you. I saw a vision. Uh, you, gotta, you have to remember, uh, what's my occupation? I'm a psychiatrist. And uh, vision, when I see things, when people see things and hear voices, it's not something that's, that's uh, good for me. Um, I used to bring them to a psychiatric unit and give them medications uh, so that they won't see things and they won't hear voices. Um, but it was time when I saw open vision uh, in front of me. And uh, a hand from uh, heaven came down to earth and the earth was filled with many trees. And one, he grabbed one tree and started pulling it out. And then this tree refused to come out. And then he let go. He went to the second tree. He grabbed the tree. He began to pull it out. This tree began to come out. The roots came out, but there's one root that was so deep that he refused to come out. And so he let go. He went right back down to the earth. He went to the third tree and grabbed the third tree. He pulled it out. And this tree was so happy that it was pulled out. And as soon as it was pulled out, all the roots, there's a many, there's a, root was not deep, it was scattered, wide. And he pulled out, and then he started shaking it. This hand started shaking. And all the dirt from the root came down. And then I saw the most brightest white uh, root that I could ever imagine. It was clean. And then once all the dirt came down, it turned the tree upside down and stuck it up in heaven. And then the hand left. And then I saw this upside-down tree. The root was in heaven, and the leaves were toward the earth. And I saw, after a little time passed, I saw fruits, thousands of colorful fruits just come down upon the earth. And it was, it was an amazing thing to see. I never, I never knew there was thousands of colors. It starts pouring down upon the earth. And then I was challenged, Daniel, which tree are you? <laughs> which tree are you? Is God's hand upon you? Yes, it is. Whether you like it or not, God's hand is upon you. But 
Are you moving as God is lifting you up? Are you allowing Him to lift you up? Uh, that's another question. And so I thought I was the middle tree. <laughs> I think I let go of a lot of other things, but there's one thing that I didn't let go. And then God began to reveal what that was. And I believe that God is challenging each and every one of us because He wants to bless us, not to uproot us, but to bless us. We need to be uprooted first in order to be blessed by God. Because there's so many things this world, has, world is calling us to do. God is calling us, but the world is also calling us. And we're divided. And I believe it's time now, God's church, especially the young church, to uproot everything. Everything. Because God wants to give the kingdom itself to us and everything in the kingdom of God to us. And he wants us to choose what kind of life we want to live. And so after that, uh, um, that we began to uh, travel around the world. Um, and uh, God has taught us many, many things. Um, but 2018, uh, 10 years later, uh, as we travel around the world, especially God told us to come back to America and pray for America again. And so Lauren Cunningham is one of the, he's the founder of uh, Youth with a Mission, the largest uh, mission organization. Uh, he called, he said, Daniel, let's go travel America again because time has come for young Korean men and women, young Asian men and women to rise up and not turn their backs upon God now because they are the most blessed generation. One thing he said, I remember very clearly, he said, God wants one of us to become the president of America. <laughs> um, and I'm very happy that uh, one of the Asian Americans are uh, presidential candidate right now. <laughs> And so at that time, we were praying around this country, um, and God showed me another vision. And this vision was a four-letter at that time. I was praying for America, as well as uh, the Korean-American churches. There's 4,434 Korean-American churches in this nation. Uh, very special, I believe. Um, I was praying for young generation, especially our generation and the generation coming after me, our, my children's generation. And asking God, God, why are they leaving the church? Why are they leaving the faith? Is Jesus not that meaningful anymore? What happened, Lord? What do we do? And I, as I was praying, I saw four letters in front of me. It was S-B-G-D. I thought, S-B-G-D, what is that? A supernatural Bible, God, do, or... You know, I was trying to figure out what SPGD meant. And then suddenly it dawned upon me. SPGD was Sebyokido. <laughs> Those who understand Korean, you know, that is early morning prayer. Sebyok <laughs> is early morning dawn. Kido is prayer. And I think God speaks Konglish as well as English and Korean. 
I think he speaks to us so that we can understand. Every individual have different way of receiving God. And he speaks to us so that we can understand. And he spoke to me with SPG. And then, yes, 새벽 기도. I, I don't like praying. I don't like waking up early. I love sleep. If you ask me what's the favorite activity in 24 hours, I would say sleep. <laughs> I don't like to wake up early in the morning. But he gave me that Sebyok uh, Kido to pray. And so I went around, met some leaders. <gasps> Let's do Sebyok Kido. Let's go around the country and go to all the Sebyok Kido around the country. They go, oh, we're too busy. It's okay. And someone wrote about Sebyok Kido. So I went to, oh, you know, God told me the same thing as you did. You know, we should go around Sebyok Kido, Kido around the country. He go, oh, no, 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 I'm busy doing missions. You, you could do it. Then as I was praying, God said, your family, do Sebyok Kido. With your family. So I told my kids, my wife, and they go, oh, okay, let's go around the country, do Sebekido. And so 2018, we went around the country three times uh, doing Sebekido, going to many, many different Sebekido. And God gave me specific uh, ways to do it. He said, go to a small church, small town, and under 100 people, um, and, and go to the churches where they do Sebekido. He didn't say go to Korean churches. He said go to early morning churches where they do Sebekido. So I looked all around the country and eat. Uh, internet to find whether they do Sebekido. Only churches I found was uh, Korean churches. Uh, and there's one uh, church in, in uh, Boston that, do, that does a early morning prayer. Uh, it was an African-American church. Um, and uh, their good friend was a Korean pastor. They <laughs> and so we went around uh, different parts of the, world, the country and came back to LA. It's very interesting. When God says something, you do it, and God provides everything. And God showed me this. Okay, okay, let's do it. Uh, we didn't have any car, no money, nothing. We don't have credit card, anything here. Uh, no saved, saved uh, uh, savings. Uh, and so I came here and, and uh, told people, we're going to go around there. He go, oh, do you have a car? I go, no, no, no car. Do you have any money? No, no, no money. He go, how are you going to do this? God's going to provide. And then someone comes in, comes to me day after. He goes, hey, I heard you're going to pray around the country. I go, yes. He goes, ah, you know, we'd love to join you, but we can't. I have to work, but my car would love to join you. <laughs> so he gave me his car to drive around the country. Oh, thank you so much. And then as we were leaving, somebody calls you. Where are you going? I said, we're going around the country. He goes, oh, please stop by and pray with me. Uh, so I went over there and he said, what are you, what are you doing? He goes, oh, we're going to go pray. Oh, really? Because God gave me a heart to give you an offering before he knew what I was doing. And so he gave me a little, and it was a gas fee. <laughs> As we were traveling, God provided everything. We went to about, I think, 22 hotels um, for that particular time, 50 days, um, and different places. And that's when I began to pray early morning. Before that, I prayed for my personal reasons because I received F in my medical school. God, please help me uh, because, you know, I was about to be kicked out of medical school. God, help me. I went to early morning prayer. And then I, I was almost kicked out of residency program. Uh, I said, God, please help me. And then God, help me. But back then, it was because of my personal reasons I went to pray. But this time, he said, pray for America and pray for the emerging generation every morning. First thing in the morning. And so I began to do that. Um, and so as I experienced that, um, I came back after that tour 
and I met some young uh, Korean American second generation pastors and leaders in their 30s and 40s. Uh, some were early 50s. And I told them about this, this uh, SBGD. SBGD. Can you all say SBGD? SBGD. What is that? Yeah. What does Hebyeok mean? Dan. Kido. Prayer. Okay. For those who doesn't understand Korean. And uh, I shared this heart that I felt like God uh, gave me. Um, and you have to understand, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a theologian. I'm just an ordinary um, professor at the University of Michigan and a psychiatrist. Uh, and I don't have that, that, that amazing you know, theological background. Uh, and so when I stand here, I don't speak about you know, the Word of God, trying to let, tell you how great this Word of God is. You, pastors do that very well. Uh, and I'm not here to, you know, tell you how great experience my experience is. I didn't go to heaven and saw God and come down. And, you know, I'm not gifted in the sense that miraculous things happen, uh, supernatural happen. Uh, sometimes they do, especially outside of America. Um, but not that kind of person. But I'm here over 40, 43 years. I've been a Christian. And I, le- I learned so much of what God's word means from pastors preaching, Bible studies, uh, many conferences, and my personal Bible studies, personal quiet times. I learned so much, and my job, I felt, is that obey God's word and tell and share what God does or did or will do. And that's what I want to share. I want to share about what things that I did my best to obey God to my best of my ability and what God is doing and will do and has done. And I call this, I'm just a witness of what, who God is, who Jesus is, what he's doing, what the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, witness is very easy. I just have to tell people and share with them what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've touched, what I've experienced. Nothing more, nothing less. In a court of law, if you're called as a witness, if you add anything, it's called what? Yeah, I guess we're not supposed to do that, right? We can't create anything. We can't tell them what we didn't see, nor withhold what we have seen. Exactly the way we witness, we need to um, testify. And that's what I'm here to do. Testify to you what God is doing and God will do. So keep that in mind. Uh, so... Uh, what I'm doing is I want to stand before you as a witness of who God is. And he's an amazing God. Amazing God. And witness to what the Bible is. This is the amazing book. We obey one thing, heaven opens. When we obey God's word, even the smallest thing, all of creation obeys us. Heaven and earth obeys us. Even the demons kneel before us. Because we are obeying not my thoughts, but God's word. And even the demons obey God's word. Nothing on heaven and earth will not, there's nothing that will not kneel before the word of God. And time is coming that all of that will be fulfilled. And so all the things I learned, I'm trying to obey. And I'm, I know you have learned so much as well. Especially those who grew up in the church. 
You have so much of God's content in us. Now, God wants to reveal it to the world. Not only naturally, but supernaturally as well. Um, so I came back and shared with, uh, with these leaders. And they said, oh, Dr. Peg is good. SPGD sounds so good, but it's not for our generation. <laughs> Let me tell you, I heard about 50 reasons why our generation and Americans will not and cannot get up early in the morning and seek God. And let me tell you top 10 reasons what I heard them say. Are you guys ready? So among the 50, I, I chose the top 10, the most repeated ones. Okay, here you go. Second generation leaders respond. Top 10 uh, reasons why SBGD is not possible. Uh, among the 100 reasons. Number one, Dr. Peck, why must we pray in the morning? Why can't we pray in the evening? I said, do you pray in the evening? Oh, no. <laughs> Number two. Um, 2,000 years ago, and now we're living in a different time. Back then, there was no electricity. Uh, they really convinced me, by the way, when they spoke to me about this. Um, back then, there was no electricity, so they slept early and woke up early. But today, Dr. Peck, we have this beautiful electricity. We're able to stay up all night if you want to. And so, we, it's, it's difficult to get up early in the morning. And God gives us sleep. So we must sleep. We must have at least seven, eight, hour, nine hours of sleep. And therefore, early morning prayer is not possible for our generation. And they, they really convinced me, oh, okay, that sounds really good. <laughs> but back, back um, in my mind, says, did God change over 2,000 years? <laughs> did sun change? <laughs> The sun rise for us <laughs> in different times, or is sun still the same? The dawn is still the same as back then. And the Bible is filled with dawn, early morning, early morning, early, David, early morning, Moses, early morning, Jesus, early morning. And number three, Dr. Peck, no American church, they, they don't do sebiokki, the early morning prayer, but, so we don't need to do it. American church is the leaders of the world. I go, oh, that's right. And then back of my mind said, that's why the American church is declining very significantly. And number four, prepare for kids. Oh, many of the uh, moms said this. Well, this is the busiest time preparing for kids and her husband. You know, early morning is the busiest time. I said, that early? When do they go to school? They go, they have, a, I, I didn't know they have a zero class. It's a one hour before the class starts for gifted kids or ones who wants to go early. I don't know any kid who wants to go an hour earlier than scheduled. <laughs> and so they're busy trying to get them to school an hour early, a zero class. Then I, the back of my, because oh, I, I learned, I was taught that um, you're discipled 
wherever you spend your first hour, that's where you are discipled. Um, number, f- number five. Oh, I'm too tired. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, they did tukse, uh, uh, the special prayer, because Korean church do that. They, they went there. Dr. Pak is so hard. All day long, I'm too tired. I can't work. So this is not good for us. God doesn't want us to be tired throughout the day. And number six, uh, I am a night person. God created me as a night person. And I must obey God the way God created, designed me. Because a night person needs to stay up night. I said, night person will be a dark person. Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, I didn't say that. (laughs) Number seven, uh, church is too far. Church is too far. You go, how long is the church? He says about 42 minutes. I go, uh, how long does it take to go to work? An hour and 20 minutes. Uh, do you go to work every day? Oh, yeah, I go to work every day. Why? Because they pay me. <laughs> um, but church doesn't pay. <laughs> but I felt like God pays you more than you could imagine. More than you can imagine. With eternity. And I felt like that process of waking up and going and climbing up the mountain of the Lord, that itself is a prayer. That itself is a process of worship. Not just going there and praying, but that effort is hard. It's effort of going to meet our God. That itself is a worship to the Lord, right? Imagine the angels, when, when we wake up to seek the Lord, we're climbing up the mountain of the Lord. Ah, we're going to go to the peak. It takes effort. Nothing is easy. Nothing valuable is easy on earth. And as we go there, oh, imagine what God feels because we took that effort. When my kids, when, when they sacrifice something for their father, oh, I am touched. When they give me their leftover, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> you eat it. <laughs> Uh, number number eight. Oh, this yeah, I didn't I didn't have anything to say. I don't like Korean church. <laughs> I said I think God likes Korean church. <laughs> God likes all churches. <laughs> number nine. Oh, this was difficult to answer. Um, I saw people pray Sebekido, my parents and my parents' generation, every morning. Um, but nothing really significant happened to them. Oh, that I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I, in my heart, I said, oh, maybe perhaps they prayed wrong. <laughs> maybe we need to pray differently. Maybe they pray for blessings only, and not to honor God. Maybe now is to seek the Lord in a different way than our parents sought the, word, sought the Lord. Maybe that generation, they need to do it differently because there are very challenging times. But our generation, maybe a generation that needs to seek the Lord in a fresh new way that we will be transformed and let the world know that God lives. And number 10, they go, Dr. Peck, people pray when they have problems, when they're desperate. You know, we're okay. We're doing pretty good. Our job is stable. My wife, we're doing well with my wife. My kids are doing really well. We don't have many problems, so we don't need to pray. 
and, and they said, yeah, we're so blessed already. I said, yes, that's true. Perhaps because our parents pray so much for us. <laughs> we're receiving the blessings of the generation before us. Um, there are more. Number 11, I like to pray at home. That was one. Uh, number 12, and I prayed already and nothing happened. There was another common answer. Um, but we may have 100 different reasons why not to seek the Lord together. Uh, it doesn't mean this is the only way we can pray. You know, I pray individually. I pray corporately. But as a church, I like to pray corporately at the location that God has determined as a church. Of course, my house is house of prayer as well. It doesn't mean I don't pray at home. I pray at home even more than I pray at church. But coming together, there's power. There's so much authority. Imagine when EM, they come together for the first time. <laughs> I never spoke to EM about Sebekido before. <laughs> I spoke many times before. But never about Sebekido. One time I prayed one Saturday morning because there was one church was doing Saturday morning prayer, English-speaking church, but not for the entire week. So the first time uh, we're going to gather together to pray. When the first time things happen, imagine what God will do for us because He wants to look good. God wants to look good on earth. Yeah. Our success on earth is God's success. So he will meet us. And, uh, you know, I gave the young leaders uh, 10 reasons why God spoke to my heart, why we need to do that. But because of time, I will share this uh, maybe in the week, coming week or next week. But, uh, but I just want to invite you, not my invitation, it's not my invitation. I'm invited by the same person that you are invited, Holy Spirit. The King of Kings, a King Spirit is inviting all of us to come together and to do one thing, not many things, one thing, to seek the Lord with all of our heart. And it's in uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse uh, 11, 12, and 13. After 70 years, he said, it was not even about our effort. He said, God will cause the people to seek the Lord with all their heart and he will answer our prayers and he will meet us there because each one of us have different prayers, different calling, different lifestyle and different directions and God wants to meet us where you are and different levels of faith and God knows each one of us better than you know yourself. So he wants to bless you. He wants to release you. He wants to give you authority and power. And he wants to strengthen you. So he's looking for one person. And let me conclude with this uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 5, verse 1. If you have your Bible, we could all turn to it. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 1. If you have it, can we all read it 
together. It's up on the screen. Let's read it together. 시작. Go up and down the streets of Jerusalem. Look around and consider. Search through her squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I will forgive this city. City. Chitty. City. Uh, before God raises up new leaders, new time has come. We all know that. Amazing time. It's a time that's so different than 10 years ago. Uh, my kids are far advanced than I am in many areas. I need to learn from them. I learn from them every day. Um, but they don't have the wisdom of the age. They have the understanding of the times. Much better than me, because they grew up in this time. But they don't have the wisdom of the age of Moksanim, of uh, their parents' generation, even the grandparents' generation. But if we can combine the wisdom of the age and the understanding of the time and what God is doing in the future, I believe few people can touch nations. And one church can do amazing things. And God is calling a new generation now, new leadership. But before God can establish that leadership, God is calling new people to come to him. He wants his leaders. He doesn't want um, you know chatturi Anyway, <laughs> he doesn't want leftover time. He's a too good of a God. He doesn't deserve our leftover time. He deserves my best time. It's even better when we could sacrifice. When it requires sacrifice, it's even better. Prime time he wants so that he could give his prime time to us. So... Uh, let's pray together, not only for our generation, our church, but there's so many churches in America, so many young people that God wants to gather together so that he could speak to them directly and empower them for the time ahead. And this verse, uh, you know, turn to the person next to you and say, see you tomorrow, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Okay, some people are not doing that. <laughs> they know that when they speak, they're people of their word, so they have to obey what they said. Um, and so they're not saying it. It's okay. But may God speak to you tonight in your dreams. <laughs> I will pray tonight, God, touch every single person. Visit them in their dreams. <laughs> um, but God's looking for one person. Uh, not many people, crowd of people that's lukewarm, they can't do much. But one person who's fully committed to the Lord, God will strengthen them, the Bible says. Yeah. And imagine, there's many one persons here. Imagine at least 12 one persons here. What the 12 disciples, apostles did during their, their time, we could do greater things now in our time. So let's pray.
God, I shared your heart as best as I can. So now speak to their hearts and their minds. Okay, even in dreams, Lord God, speak to them because this is your desire to bless them. Your desire is to raise them up. To see, to give your glory to us. To, to give your authority both from heaven and earth to us. So that we could destroy and demolish the demonic forces, structures and systems those demons have established. That's taking away, stealing our children, killing our kids and destroying what you have established. So Lord God, I pray, may this week be a very special week. May, may you pour out your new spirit and new heart to us for the new things that you are doing in us and through us and by us and for us. Thank you, Lord. And bless Dogamza Mission Church because you have an amazing, amazing calling and you have chosen this church for a purpose, for a very specific purpose. And it is to take responsibility of nation's problems. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for pastor, every single leader here who is serving you faithfully. And as we meet next week, especially in June 9th, next week, uh, next Sunday, the 1986th Pentecost, may you come and dwell with us and walk with us. Thank you so much for this privilege and honor to stand before your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.